Hi everyone. Welcome to the Desi Crime Podcast. I'm Aryan, your host for this episode, and I'm Ishwarya. Before we start the case for today, we want all of you to go over to our Patreon and subscribe for amazing exclusive features like merch, awesome extra episodes, early access episodes, video calls with us and more. To help the podcast out and avail these benefits, go to www.patreon.com and select a tier that works best for you. We'd also like to thank our newest patrons, Dia Arora, Suri, Vibhor Mahajan, Gavini Himeshika, Grishma Nair, and so many more. Thank you all for all the support you give us in running this podcast. And this week, we are back with one of our favorite segments, Chai and Chitti, where listeners in our community from around the world write in to us about their worst nightmares, except these nightmares were real. So get ready to listen to some of the most spooky stories you've heard on the internet from the Indian subcontinent. Welcome to Chai and Chitti. One thing that seems to be a, a recurrent theme on the Desi Crime episodes is Ashwarya's cold, and uh, once again, oh my god, uh, yes. You, do you think? Do you think the chai and chitti stories can scare the virus away, or, or bacteria, or whatever the hell you have? Because it just doesn't seem to go away. Okay, I need everyone to chime in about this. Ever since COVID got over, have you been way more susceptible to just regular common colds and throat aches and blocked noses? I want to know because I've been constantly sick this past winter and now the summer too. I'm sick again, and it's nothing super serious. I just have a bad throat and a blocked nose. But I'm curious, and I yeah. hope, I hope to God that all of your scary stories can scare it out of me, uh, because yeah. I love your stories. So that's like two birds with one stone. But oh, I'm sick <laughs> of this. You know, you know, if the virus was to run away from the scary stories we have, it would have already run away because of your dreams. You know, uh, your That's dreams true. are scarier than dreams. half of the stories we have. So, if your if your virus could tap into your nighttime psyche, um, uh-huh. I'm telling you. That's the antidote to most uh, most of the plagues in the world are them experiencing your dreams, and they'd be like, "Yeah, life is not worth living." <laughs> I think we could actually have an episode where I tell you guys some of my craziest, scariest dreams. They're kind of terrifying. All of you all that uh, hate scary-looking clowns, my dreams actually got you. I have so many of those. Speaking of uh, nightmares that we have, uh, some nightmares occur while we're fast asleep and REM sleep is, you know, in full gear. And other nightmares occur when we are fully conscious, and those are called haunted experiences. And today we have, after a long time, a personal haunted experience. Oh, very cool! It's been a while since we've had any personal ones. I feel like I've kind of run out of them, so it's on you now, Aryan. I'm curious. I had run out of them, Ishwara, until I stumbled across one recently, and um, you know, the moment it happened to me. my mind all it could it it thought of two things a pure fear 
but B, Chai and Shithi. I was like, I have to tell this on Chai and Shithi. <laughs> so, okay. bear with me uh, with this story straight from, uh, as I retell it from my memory. So, Ishwara, you know, uh, and now our listeners are probably bored of hearing me tell, although I don't outrightly tell it, but I'm, I'm backpacking across Europe right now. And up until a week ago, I was doing so with one of my best friends, um, the same friend who's uh, being robbed constantly. Left, so right, I, I and guess center, I, yes. Either left, right and center. I think one of us is bad luck for the other because, you know, two robberies and then a haunted experience. <laughs> it doesn't bode too well for our friendship. But I guess the fact that we made it out alive is a testament to, um, you know, our friendship. Regardless, uh, Two weeks ago, Ashwara, I was traveling from Rome to Pisa. And Pisa is, you know, we all know it by the famous Leaning Tower of Pisa, which is, in my opinion, one of the most uh, successful failures there has ever been. Because, <laughs> you know, the right. fact an architect's mistake is the <laughs> majesty of a monument, that's funny. But nonetheless, it, it was gorgeous. It was gorgeous. And so that's why we went to Pisa. And now, Shwara, I land in Pisa. And I'm supposed to actually, you know, record one of the Desi Crime episodes for one of the prior weeks with you. And right. I think you remember the hassle that ensued that day on the day of recording. Absolutely. So yes. I, I would go, we got into a train that was delayed by many hours. And I finally reached Pisa at 5 p.m. And I had booked my Airbnb and everything was good to go. And I was at the door of the Airbnb, knocking, ringing the bell to no avail. My check-in time, I was well past my check-in time. So there was, it wasn't like I was beyond the time limit. I was there on time. And my host had written that there'll be a lockbox where I can access the key. But there was no lockbox, there was no key, and my host wasn't responding on the Airbnb app. I had to call Airbnb, and I, to, I was waiting outside the door for an hour, just trying to figure out if this is an actual address, what am I doing? Finally, I got hold of the host, and um, she tells me that the check-in time is 10 p.m. Now, two things. That's absurd. The, Ishwara, no, no, no. Beyond absurd, firstly, the website enlists the check-in time as 10 a.m., right? So, the, regardless, you're wrong. Even if your check-in time is 10 p.m., people sleep at 10 p.m. What sort of an absurd check-in time is 10 in the night? Absolutely. What the hell? Yeah, yeah. So, I tell her, can you please come and open the door? I have a recording that I need to urgently attend. And she goes, the earliest I can do is 9 p.m. And at that point, I knew it was a helpless cause to fight her. And I had to make the recording so that our producer, Dean, could get it timely. And so what I had to do then was look for the nearest hotel and check in there. And I, I paid for an overpriced room that was literally 100 feet away from where I was. So Ashwara, this wasn't a researched find unlike the other hotels and hostels where I live. This was an impulsive, uh -huh. just whatever's the closest to me. Right. This was a and stumble Ishwara, when upon. we entered the booking, it was a stumble upon. But as I entered it, I felt like I didn't stumble across it. This thing stumbled across me almost by divine intervention okay. because it turned out to be a renovated monastery. So where I was going to spend the next two nights 
was a centuries old monastery run by nuns from Kerala in Pisa in Italy so you see how it was a coming of like i wasn't meant to oh, live wow. here but suddenly i'm living in god's house yeah. and there are keralaite <laughs> nuns and so initially it was all good and you know they helped us check in and i made the recording on time and everything you know went smoothly until it didn't go smoothly and i think i am partly to blame so from the first story i've ever told on chain chitti it was about bloody mary if you guys remember and my um my impulse to bring in bloody mary to scare my friends and so the buddy i was with uh he is not the he's not a horror aficionado let's let's just keep it at that right and so it's fun to scare him and remember we are in a monastery there are pictures of mary and jesus all around and so what do i do ashwarya i conjure bloody mary i kill your son you've learned bloody nothing mary, from I this podcast i have learned i have learned nothing i ashwarya this is what i've learned after this experience that i have learned nothing and i really need to like god has given me way too many chances um uh-huh. including this one i don't think i'll make it out alive next time but again so it's but it's afternoon it's the evening the sun is out you know i'm overly uh, confident of uh, my courage um and i go bloody mary i kill your son bloody mary i kill your son uh, while staring at mary's picture and it freaked him out uh, good good fun and i didn't think any more of it okay so we go out into the night in pisa it was a weekend we had a great time we come back slightly tipsy we're already tired from a you know very annoying day of travel and i ask adi before we go to sleep that's the name of my friend uh bro do you want to watch a horror movie before sleeping you know what better location to watch a horror movie than a room in a centuries in a monastery. old monastery like and you know which which horror movie i suggested the most thematically appropriate the exorcist now he said no of course and so he said no and you know we get ready for bed now shwara i'm in the bed reading a book he is i think listening to something on his earphones and like my previous story and shwara i assure you i'm not making this up i have a witness who will narrate the same exact events if not a more exaggerated version of them we're sitting in bed it's 11:56 p.m. so like 4 minutes to midnight just like last mm-hmm. time and you know for those of you who don't know midnight is when you conjure bloody mary she actually comes and ends up haunting you and so 4 minutes to midnight he has his earphones on i am reading a book and ashwara the eeriest thing possible happens of all the sounds in the world I think footsteps are one of the scariest but the scariest in my opinion especially in a silent monastery is a long shh somebody oh my god whispered shh like it was evident somebody was telling us to be quiet now I heard it my friend like he heard something he didn't know what he heard because he had earphones on but he did take off his earphones uh-huh and i told him dude somebody just shushed us now it it's 
again, you're at a monastery, you're at a hotel. It's com- not completely out of the ordinary if you're making noise and somebody comes and, you know, tells you to hush. But we weren't making any noise. We were on the first floor and we heard the shush come from outside the window. Now, he has his hair standing. He's freaked out. I'm also freaked out. But I'm more freaked out because I heard a hush. Like, I knew what I heard and I'm, I wasn't making it up. But in that moment, because I'm such a big douchebag, he thought that I'm telling him I heard a hush just to scare him all over again because... It's not like he was, you know, it was a good guess because I had been scaring him the whole day. But I, the, the hush came from beyond the window and it wasn't me. But I'm at now at this point going, were we making noise or is there somebody outside? And as me and my friend are discussing the possibilities of this sound while whispering, Ashwara, there's a knock on the door. Okay. And when I say knock, it was like a... That kind of a knock. Um, All right. You couldn't mistake it for anything else. And at this point, there were no, there, there, there was no doubt. Um, we were certain of what we heard and the fact that I wasn't pulling a prank because it was coming from our um, room's door. Ashwara, we make eye contact. He gets up um, almost catatonically. There was no other option but to go and check who was it that was knocking. Of course. Reaches the door, opens the door with a... I think he took a... grabbed a bottle or something in his hand as if, you know, that would... Uh, that As if that would beat Bloody Mary, if it was in fact Bloody Mary. But when he <laughs> opened the door, there was nobody. There was nobody in the corridor. So it wasn't like somebody knocked and then they, you know, kept moving. The, because we would have spotted them at least in the corridor. It was a long corridor. You need to be Usain Bolt to knock and ding-dong ditch us at midnight. So he opened and there was nobody. I was sure I heard a hush. We were both sure we heard somebody knock. He closed the door. We made eye contact. The lights remained on the whole night. We didn't exchange a <laughs> word, Isha. He slipped into his bed. I slipped into mine. And we woke up the next day and only then did we talk about what happened the night before. So, Bloody Mary tends to be... That um, is terrifying. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was wildly The fact scary. that it's happened to you so many times makes me want to try it out just to see if you're uniquely cursed by Bloody Mary or if everyone is. I wouldn't say I'm uniquely cursed. But that's cursed. terrifying. We're friends. I would, I, would, I, would dis- I would say Bloody Mary and I are friends, which is why she comes to meet me. You're so, buds. We're buds. Yeah. She's budsy. Ma- no, that was a bad one. But you know, you know what I'm saying. That was, that was, really, that was really bad. But we're going to keep I it. I do know what um, you're saying. So, you were awfully scared though for a friend's arrival, unannounced arrival at your... Yeah, yeah. I, I would have liked... <laughs> your a, monastery. I would have liked a heads up, but nevertheless, mm, Bloody Mary, sure. willing to share a bed with you whenever you want. Um, just let me know. Just ping me beforehand. <laughs> I'm available on WhatsApp and Gmail. <laughs> but that's my story, Ishwara. That's Ishwara. terrifying though. It happened oh in a centuries-old monastery in Pisa. I think that's the scariest yeah. part. Just the setting. The setting. Yeah. Yeah, it's an, it's a centuries-old monastery in a Christian town, in an ancient Christian town, which is Pisa. It's close to the Vatican, you know, the Roman Empire. Christianity was based off of here. So 
it was a, everything came together for it to be a very scary moment but that's my story terrifying um, hopefully i come across more such encounters for more chanchiti episodes for more chanchiti but survive every time of course them, of course so. we we are bloody mary and our friend she's not going to kill me but hmm. what's the story one of our <laughs> listeners has for us today ashwara take us through that story all right so moving on to the first listener story from today the email reads hello ashwara and aryan my name is d I'm from Howrah, West Bengal. I hope both of you are doing well. I was never so hooked up on any other podcast before, but the day I came across your podcast on the Barari case, I couldn't stop myself from listening to it and I've been a fan since then. Mm-hmm. I love your podcast and I love you guys. You're amazing. Keep it up and I wish you both all the success. Thank you. Now coming to the haunting experience we had. It's we because it was experienced by a group of people including me my husband and his friends. It was around July 2022. My husband and his friends some of them were couples planned a trip to Puri Orissa to experience the Rath Yatra that takes place every year. For those of you who don't know Puri is within the Hindu circle rumored to be this land of mysticism magic and spirits. So right people have told me you're bound to experience some spiritual encounter when you go to puri and the rath yatra for those of you who don't know um and it's a very special occasion i've participated in the one in new york is where uh, it's just lakhs of people just parading and celebrating their religion and their god um and they carry mm-hmm. a chariot sort of a sort of chariot a rath um on the shoulders of uh, many devotees so it's a it's a beautiful time in puri that one must attend but it is definitely a center of spirits if not spirituality in hinduism and i think the author of this email would agree with you aran the email continues the idea of going to puri on the occasion of the rath yatra was never my plan because i hate overcrowded places and i'm claustrophobic the whole plan was made by my husband and his friends they're very religious unlike me so i thought not to hurt their feelings and went with them we boarded the train around 8:45 pm from shalimar station a small station in havra we reached our destination around 10 am we checked into the hotel that was booked over the phone beforehand we needed two more extra rooms at the moment as two couples were included in the plan at the 11th hour So when we asked them they gladly gave us the extra rooms. We got our rooms on the second and third floors of the hotel. My room was on the third floor. It didn't strike me at that moment at all, but later when we got ready and went out to eat, I had an epiphany. Firstly, the whole city was crowded. All the hotels, especially the beach-facing ones, were full except for the one we were staying at. It felt a little odd to me. The hotel we were staying at was almost empty. Wow. They only had one or two guests while we were staying there. Secondly, there were a lot of unexplainable cold spots around the corridor of the hotel. Like a few particular spots. It was ice cold. Jesus. Just like someone had switched on the AC in that particular area. Every single horror movie would have this as the moment ghosts or like some form of demonic presences there. every single horror movie absolutely so it felt like these spots were cold but there was no ac in the corridors at all anyway i shrugged off the whole thing from my mind and concentrated on the food as i was starving we came back to the hotel and again left for some shopping in the evening 
Around 10.30 in the night, we all gathered in one of my husband's friend's rooms to have our dinner. After that, we went to our respective rooms to sleep. My husband fell asleep as soon as he hit the bed. Honestly, we were all exhausted by that time. A little detail about the room is important here. After walking in through the door, one can find a bed on their left, a cupboard and a dresser to the right side of the bed, and the door to the washroom on their left. And if they walk straight across the room, they can easily reach the balcony. What happened next was something I will never forget for the rest of my life. I got on the right side of the bed, but I couldn't sleep. It took me some time to fall asleep. Suddenly, in the middle of the night, I woke up and checked the time on my phone. It was around 2am. I usually tend to sleep on my left side when I hit the bed. Keeping my phone on the left, I turned to my right. As I turned, I saw a black silhouette in the corner of the room between the main door and the washroom. There was a light coming from the washroom, making it easier to distinguish the blackness of the room and the silhouette. I was still in my slumber, but I was conscious of what I was seeing in front of me. Honestly, I didn't feel anything at that moment, as I was too exhausted to feel anything or wake my husband up. So I thought it was a dream and went back to sleep. Some odd things then began to happen. We could vividly remember checking and switching off all the washroom taps before we left the room. But every time we left the room and came back, we always found the tap on the sink in the washroom running at full speed. We all made sure to lock our rooms before we left, so this was very unexplainable. You know, uh, this ghost doesn't impress me. No. Because it's like they've watched The Conjuring and they're copying literally every single antic the ghost in that movie pulled off. Um, switching off, you know, the lights and the taps and locking the doors behind them, cold spaces, like come up with something new, right? So as much as I agree there's a ghost present because I'm not debating that, not refuting that, do something unique, you know, like, you know, make, show me that you want to be on Chai and Chitti. Prove to me <laughs> that, that you're oh interested. <laughs> but, but but that's scary as hell, man. <laughs> that That is scary. Unimpressive. And on scary. this matter... On this matter, I completely disagree with Aryan. I think the scariest thing a ghost can do is actually stick to typical ghostly behaviors because that's what stands out as ghostly. I disagree with Aryan on this. Don't disagree with me. I'm saying it's scary. I'm just saying it's unimpressive. Like, I would want to see some innovative horror, you know? Innovative ghosting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, make, make it smell really good. Out of nowhere, you know. Why always stick with the rotten that smell? That doesn't scare anyone. That doesn't Why? scare anyone. No, but what it the scared them eventually. But like the, uh, some foreplay with like really sweet smells all of a sudden out of nowhere. Or some, you know, really warm spots. Why don't we have warm spots? How about, how about you talk to your friend Bloody Mary about that? I will. I will. I will take yes. it up with uh, Bloody Mary. Yeah, I think... <laughs> Leave the rest of us out of this. Yeah, yeah but I'll, I'll keep you guys updated though on how that conversation goes and if I Thank make it back you, yes. alive after... We'll die then. without these updates. Yeah, okay. Jeez. <laughs> Please give them to us. <laughs> anyway, the email continues. On the day of the Rath Yatra, everyone went to see the event and I was the only one left alone at the hotel. Bad move, by the way. Horrible. I was in my room, already had my lunch and was having some beer. It was around 3 in the afternoon, mind you, and I wasn't drunk. Okay. 
you do not go to the rath yatra where i assure you there are and no ghosts beer. there so- are no ghosts present at the rath yatra so the last place the ghosts are present are where you know god is being praised and you're literally not there so bad move and then you're having alcohol on a divine day not that not that i'm a religious guy but if you don't want to be haunted don't go to a spiritual town and you know disrespect their sensibilities you know when in puri live like a purian i don't know i don't know if that's a saying live but it like should be like a purian no the only thing that could have made this haunting like slightly less scary than it was was a couple glasses of beer so good job on that <laughs> so the email says it was around 3 in the afternoon i wasn't drunk i had only taken two sips of my beer when i heard a loud blood curdling scream it was of a woman My first thought was that there were a lot of crowds outside so maybe it was from there but I went cold when I heard it for the second time and it was coming from the balcony of my room trust me guys i'm not lying a bit or making anything up i genuinely heard it and it still haunts me to this day within a second i got up and went to check there was no one there was no sign of any woman or anyone near the hotel Then I went down to the reception to ask the hotel staff if they heard anything or if anything happened. They simply said no and nothing happened. I sat in the reception lounge until everyone came back because I was so freaked out. Just like the previous night, I saw the same black silhouette standing in the same spot again. And that night I couldn't ignore it or move. I felt like it was staring at me. I was awake, my whole self was under the blanket no and I couldn't way. sleep. When I gathered the courage to look up, I saw something that I will never forget in my entire life. Within a fraction of a second, I saw the figure move. It seemed like it flew across the room from the door towards the balcony and then vanished into thin air. The door to the washroom was slightly open and the light from the washroom made it more clear to me. After that, I was awake for a long time and wasn't sure what to do because I couldn't move a bit. I tried to wake my husband up but I couldn't. I felt like I had zero energy left in my body and I was about to pass out. I dozed off but I don't know when. My heart is racing as I'm writing this to you. The next day we had our train back to Kolkata around 8:45 p.m. so we got busy packing things. We left the hotel around 8. We boarded the train and as the train left the Puri station we all sat together to have dinner. Suddenly one of my friends asked us Guys, did you feel anything weird or see anything weird at the hotel? No way. I was frozen. I didn't speak, not knowing what to say. Two of them asked in unison, "You felt something too?" I asked what they saw or felt. One of them told us that there was a constant knocking on their door at night. Another one said that they saw a black silhouette in their room. And surprisingly, my husband also heard a woman scream when he was alone in the room. After I heard everyone I too shared my story with them. There were a lot of common things that we all, I mean all 11 people in the group saw and felt. From day 1 everyone felt the cold spots and unexplained tap running at full speed even though everyone consciously switched them off a black figure in the room and a woman's scream. Two things Ashwarya one um the constant knocking on the door heard by a husband just scares me mm-hmm. a lot more about what i experienced because absolutely i can see, imagine that's that's ridiculous okay uh, secondly 
I think it's irresponsible on the part of adults to not discuss these occurrences during the trip itself and rather discussing them once the trip has ended because you know I would I would want to have some sort of camaraderie when it comes to these experiences and discuss them as and when they Ghost happen huntings. but 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 I guess I guess like you know as an adult you are also a little there's a there's a question of ego and self esteem, right? You don't want to be the one broaching the subject of, I think I just you know heard a ghost. So saw a ghost. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, no, I completely understand. Yeah, we didn't share these things with each other while staying there because we all knew it would freak everyone out, and at the time we could find no other place to stay. I'll just mention one thing: during our entire stay, we didn't get any room service after eleven p.m. All the hotel staff used to be on the ground floor. If we asked them to bring us some water bottles, they used to tell us to collect them from the reception and they refused no to come up. Way. It seemed odd to all of us, but we didn't pay much attention to it that early. After coming back home, I couldn't sleep for at least 2 to 3 weeks straight. Later when we visited Puri around December of 2022 and of course we didn't stay at the same hotel thank god we got to know more from a local person who used to work at that hotel a few months ago around the end of 2021 the hotel was renovated during the renovation a woman probably the wife or mistress we don't know the identity for sure of the then owner of the hotel committed suicide by hanging off from one of the balconies He said after that incident the owner sold the entire hotel to someone else. Many workers and staff members refused to go up to the second and third floors late at night and many left their jobs. We didn't get any information about whether any of the workers or staff experienced anything because no one spoke about it freely when asked. So we don't know. I'm sorry, I know my story was way too long. No it wasn't. It was perfect, but honestly this is 100% true. This is my own true experience. I hope you enjoyed reading it. Lots of love to both of you. Carry on with your amazing work. Your sincere listener, D. Wild Ishwara. That is absolutely terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. If I thought, you know, my experience because I was in a monastery in Pisa made the setting scarier, I think Puri during the Rath Yatra is probably one of the most haunting settings for a settings uh, for a for haunting horror, haunt, yeah, horror, horror can, thing to occur yeah also a lot of horror movies focus on haunted houses like people moving into old mansions and old dilapidated homes but to me there is nothing scarier than a small hotel i yeah. feel like they're so terrifying i don't know Yeah, it just reminds me of uh, one of the horror greats that I haven't seen yet by my favorite director Kubrick, um which is The Shining, which I think is based in a hotel or a motel and uh, It is based in a hotel yeah. and that hotel is actually known to be haunted in real life too. It's terrifying. Yeah, see, perfect. And a few recommendations for those of you who actually agree about hotels being scarier than old houses. Watch The Bates Motel. It's a show. It, It's based off yeah. of The Psycho. Yeah. Fantastic show, terrifying. And secondly, watch a movie called Identity. Fantastic. All right, I I I'll take you up on the second suggestion, and I'll I'll report both. We've actually my... watched that movie together, Arya. We so have Identity. <laughs> yeah, I don't. It's the movie about the stranger stuck in. Um, oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Oh, guys, I highly recommend that one. It's a, it's a great movie. That was such a good movie, Ashwara. the ending was so worth mm-hmm. it it's sad everybody died i'm kidding no spoilers that's not true um all right 
on with the next story and this one comes from suri from hyderabad hey shwara narayan i'm suri and i'm from hyderabad i'm 26 years old and have been living here since 4 years i came to know about desi crime podcast through my sister who suggested the thug life gabbar singh episode and since then i've been hooked <laughs> to this crazy super podcast i've been a repeated listener to episodes of nethari khan burari hangings and shakira khalili's murder simply because of the way you guys narrate keep up the brilliant work and sending you all the love I love how after sharing these beautiful thoughts about us and all this you know these lovidavi words the next thing is so here is my horror yeah, yeah 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 yes. like there you go here's a nightmare <laughs> um this is something I'll never forget yeah. so I love that I love that transition I'd like to share a story of my own for the chai and chitti segment This is a rather jarring incident I experienced 4 years ago and it has left me with a lot of trouble nights filled with nightmares and sometimes I kind of wish that I could erase that memory somehow. Let me take you back to 2019 when I moved to Hyderabad from my hometown to live with my two cousins who also work here. We used to live in a rented three bedroom flat in a large gated community. My cousins worked in the first shift which meant that they left home by 9 am and returned back by 5 or maybe 6 pm sometimes. I was the oddball who left home at 2 pm and returned late by 11 pm since my clients belonged to a different time zone. That's basically my life right now so I feel you sorry. <laughs> I remember returning home late one Friday night after work and my cousins happened to be with their parents during that time in my hometown. After parking my car I reached the 6th floor where our flat was unlocked the door with my set of spare keys changed into shorts and a t-shirt and grabbed a Snickers bar we had in the fridge I was chewing the bar I was chewing the chocolate and decided to take a little stroll on the terrace before going to bed I liked stargazing especially when the skies were clear and since back then it was a winter night and more over a weekend I thought it'd be a great way to unwind myself before dozing off It's essential to know that our gated community had four parallel blocks, three ready to move in and one was still under construction. Each block comprised of seven floors, 24 flats per floor, all lined up in parallel to each other with a single long corridor separating 12 flats each flanked on either side. So that's that's um, a lot. That's a lot of flats. Ours was the third Jeez. block in the community which is adjacent to the block which was still under construction. So, I switched off all the lights, stepped out of the flat, locked it and looked up and down the long corridor. I remember getting spooked by its vast emptiness and also by the fact that not many people lived on that floor except for us and two or maybe three other families who were in our neighboring flats. Lost in my thoughts, I absent-mindedly left the keys hanging to the door lock as i started climbing the stairs my footsteps were the only sound while i was climbing the stairs and they echoed eerily throughout the empty seventh floor finally i reached the door to the terrace and stepped out to a very breezy night weather i walked along the long terrace for a while listening to music and then i removed my headset sat in an open corner which was right by the elevator room and was staring at the calm night sky it had merely been 5 minutes when i heard a loud a very loud scream as if i was being yelled at right in my ear i stood up startled and looked in the direction of the scream 
I saw a maid who lived in our community standing dangerously on the edge of the second block terrace's compound wall. Oh my god. Her long hair was undone. Her eyes were wide open as if she was seeing something horrific and she kept yelling in a language I couldn't understand. She kept pointing towards the block which was still under construction while she was screaming. I turned towards that direction, the direction where she was pointing, and at first I couldn't see anything. But a second later, I swear I saw a shadowy figure wearing something which looked like a Gurkha uniform jump from under the construction building terrace to our terrace. Oh my god. I caught a glimpse of a tuft of hair, a tail of hair which Brahmins leave on the back of their shaven heads on the back of his head before he disappeared behind the overhead water tank wall. I stood frozen with sudden fear thinking who in their right mind would jump across terraces of a seven-storied building. At that point, I was still under the impression that whoever I have at that point I was still under the impression that whoever I saw was some stupid fool who thought nighttime was a perfect time to pull off such a stunt. Just then, I heard another yell. This time, it was the maid's husband who was frantically asking me to run back to my flat and lock all the doors. I felt something was off. Yeah, no shit something is off. A lot is off right now, Suri. <laughs> I felt something was off and promptly took heed of his warning and sped my way back to the 6th floor. I reached the bottom of the staircase when I searched for the keys in my pocket. It then struck me that I left them hanging to the door lock before going up to the terrace. I briskly walked to my flat and stopped abruptly within few feet in front of my door. My jaw dropped, chills ran down my spine and in that moment all I feared for was my life. The keys hanging were missing from the door lock. The door was ajar and there was a light turned on inside the house. I clearly remembered that I had turned off every light in the house before going out. My cousins were still out of town and no one else had access to that flat except for me. Even with the keys hanging on the door, no one could have entered the flat given the fact that the security was present at the only entrance of the ground floor of our block and he wouldn't have allowed anyone without alerting me. I thought hard and I quietly crept up to the main door, closed it without a sound and bolted it as silently as I could from the outside. Ashwara, I think that's the smartest thing to do in a moment like this unlike you know a, a horror movie bravado scene where you hear you know some rattle outside your room and you're like i'm going to venture out and be a macho man she didn't venture into the place to beat whoever it was whether it was a ghost or more likely and more scary a thief the smartest thing to do is lock it from the outside and call the authorities i think what she did was the perfect thing to do and basically exactly the opposite of what Aryan is likely to do in a situation like this yes but i'm friends with bloody mary so like nothing would go wrong <laughs> others do need to be sure. wary <laughs> i listened attentively if there was any movement inside the house then i quickly took the elevator to the ground floor where our security guard was and asked him to accompany me back to our flat 
While we were waiting for the elevator on the ground floor, I kept thinking of what the maid on the terrace was screaming and mindlessly asking the security guard if he knew what bhuta tada janohos meant. The guard replied it roughly meant, quote, go away devil in Nepali, to which my body shuddered. Once we got onto the elevator and reached the 6th floor, I noticed through our flat window that the light which I thought was turned on was actually switched off. The front door remained bolted up though. My worst fear fell true that that moment was someone was inside waiting for me and it definitely wasn't someone I knew. The guard carefully opened the door, held up his baton. What a useless weapon to have in a situation like this. Like what's a baton going to do when you have totally uh, useless. Go- I don't understand all these guards with these batons Dude, like I I have my sympathies to this Nepali security guard. He stepped into the flat <laughs> and flicked on the light switch which was right beside the door. There wasn't anyone in the living room and we could see no one in the dining room as well. I followed him into the house, kept close to him, looking out for all the dark corners and we cleared all rooms in the same way. Strangely, we didn't notice anything out of place. The guard advised to close all the doors properly before going to bed. Saying this, he turned to leave. I stood at my front doorstep watching him leave and then a sudden fear struck me again. I noticed the same tuft of hair on the back side of the guard's head. Ashwarya, I have goosebumps as I'm reading this. Oh my god. This. So do I. That is terrifying. Beneath his sweater, there was the same Gurkha uniform which I caught a glimpse of on our terrace. I never felt so vulnerable that moment. The guard turned his head and grinned at me before stepping into the elevator. Ever since that night I have bolted each and every door and window, locked the main door and the balcony doors with padlocks before going to bed. I couldn't sleep that night and kept staring at the windows and shadows in my bedroom. The next morning I stepped down to the ground floor to check on the security guard once again and there was no one at the block entrance. I went to the second block entrance and asked if he has seen the person guarding our block last night. He replied that there wasn't anyone guarding our block last night and he was the only one in charge of the second, third and the under construction block. I began to get breathless. I ran to the husband of the maid who was yelling the previous night on the second block and asked him what exactly did his wife see last night on the terrace of the building under construction. His face turned pale and he looked really scared. He replied that his wife was molested by a security guard during the construction of the block where I was living. She was sent to an asylum after accidentally pushing the guard to death off the 6th floor and she has been seeing things ever since. Saying that, he pointed up towards our block. I felt my heart drop as I was looking at my balcony. Immediately I knew what was needed to be done. I knew my cousins wouldn't believe what I went through and it was hard to convince them to move out from that house but I fought hard with them and eventually we moved to our aunt's house which was far far from that place To this day I make sure to securely lock all doors and windows wherever I'm living especially during the nights so that I don't have any kind of supernatural unsolicited visits to my home Hope you were also spooked by my experience 
Suri. And boy, oh boy, was I spooked. Oh my God. That was insanely scary. What, what a way to end this episode. You know, something about unsolicited visits. Um, Absolutely. That, that, no, only because Bloody Mary's visit was unsolicited. Was it scary? Not, had she told me, like I said, it wouldn't have been scary. It wouldn't have been scary. But it was unsolicited. Right. And that is, those are bad manners. And like I said, guys, I, I will have a talk to and her about terrifying. that. And it's terrifying. But yeah, what an episode. Fantastic. I guess the moral of the story is lock your doors, lock your windows, stay safe, stay crazy and stay desi.